Welcome to Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement. You've tuned in to hear compelling conversations on hot topics and trends with law enforcement professionals and personalities from across Canada. Hello, Blue Line, the podcast subscribers. We hope you're doing well and welcome back to another episode of Blue Line, the podcast. I'm Brittany Schroeder, editor of Blue Line magazine. Today, we are joined by retired Peel Regional Police Investigator Ryan Duquette. Today, we are going to chat about his career on the force, but also we're going to look at his move into the private sector and the importance of finding your passion no matter where you work. Welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here today. Um, yes, as you mentioned, I moved from, from law enforcement and now I am a, a partner at RSM Canada uh, you know, heading up the cybersecurity practice for, for national, uh, across Canada. So it's been a lot of fun and it's been quite the journey. Awesome. I bet. And I'm excited to hear about it too. So to kick things off, I would really love to know what made you want to be a police officer to begin. Uh, I think similar to, to a lot of young children that was always in the back of my, my brain, you know, firefighter, police officer, all those, all those great roles. And I kind of stumbled into it. Um, actually, I went to university for music of all things and wanted to be a, a high school music teacher and a, oh. a jazz trumpet player. That's what I, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and and awesome. obviously, you know, life took me in a different realm. So I, I, I uh, and you know, this, this is public knowledge. I've posted about it on LinkedIn. I actually failed out of university uh, in, in music and I had to sort of reevaluate my life a little bit and what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, so I went back to university and, and some of the courses I took were, you know, law courses and, and social studies and things like that. And I started to get a little bit of an interest in that. And during that time frame, uh, I also volunteered as an auxiliary police officer uh, with the Peel Regional Police Auxiliary Unit. And that was a lot of fun. And so I started to sort of, you know, connect the dots of I, I'd like to help people and which we'll get to later about your passion, uh, you know, the law courses I was taking and, and the auxiliary. And it just all, all sort of, you know, came together as, a, you know, the puzzle pieces. And it was sort of a more of a natural transition from the auxiliary into into full time policing. Awesome. I love that. I have a couple friends who went through um, university for music and it's not easy. It's, <laughs> it's really tough. So I'm like, I know that's, you, you said you talked about it freely and like, so you're open about it. And yeah. I'm just glad that it led you to, you know, what you're doing now and you found your passion. And like we said, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but can you tell me about your time with Peel Regional Police and maybe some of the lessons that you learned while you were an officer? Absolutely. So I, I was there for about 14 years uh, and then two years as an auxiliary, which obviously doesn't count a, a, as as part of our part of yeah. my my career. But um, and I jumped around a little bit. Obviously, everybody starts you know on the road as, as a as a patrol officer. Hmm. And then I actually went into uh, the Youth Education Bureau uh, and, and helped kids because I had a background as a, a counselor, camp counselor and working with kids. And my first job actually coming into university was was with Child Find Ontario, oh. helping finding missing kids and developing a teenage runaway project. Wow. So that that transition into helping kids again, uh, was something that I was really passionate about. Yeah. And then I, again, I jumped around, I worked in uh, the identification bureau for a little while and the fraud department for about three years, but I always had a bit of a technology passion right. and, uh, wherever I went, 
whatever bureau I landed in, I was kind of known as the, the guy that could use a computer well and, and do certain things. And I knew that there was this, you know, tech crimes unit at, at, at Peel Police. And I actually did a, a ride along with them very early on in my career. Uh, when I was still a patrol officer and I was like, one day I want to get in there. It's, it's kind of neat. So when I was working in the fraud department, uh, we were working on a large scale investigation and I was tasked with being sort of the digital coordinator with, um, for, for that investigation. And we were partnering with a whole bunch of other private firms, uh, PwC and others that are out there. So I was going to these meetings with the, with these people and they were talking this, this language that I, I barely understood, right? All about, uh, you know, uh, cyber crime and, and, and tech crimes and everything. And I, I found it fascinating. Mm -hmm. So that I really started to, to lean into, this is what I want to do. And I want to get into that bureau mm -hmm. and finally made it in there and spent the last about seven years of my career in there. Cool. Uh, from a lessons learned perspective, um, obviously there, there's a lot of lessons learned from, from, from policing. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I tried to do and, you know, it's, it's, it works for some and it doesn't work for others is I kind of tried to follow my own path. Um, you know, there are, there are many pathways through policing, right. Uh, some of which are, are sort of, you know, given to you, whatnot, or, or the more traditional path yeah. and others, you can kind of pick and choose a little bit. Um, but one, one lesson that I learned very early on in my career from a, from a coach officer is he told me that whenever you get into a, a bureau or whenever you get into a role, start thinking of your next jump, right? Because if you wait until the end of that time, you know, be it three, five years or however long you're in there, mm -hmm. if you start to wait till the end, you know, it's, it might be too late. And, and that next jump, that next place you go to might not be your decision. It might be somebody else's decision. So he always said, plant the seed in your brain as to where you want to go to. And, uh, you know, it may take a few years, but you can start doing some courses or some training or some networking in that group or some ride alongs or things like that. So that always sort of stuck in my brain. So I was able to do that through most of my career. I like that. And was there like, another lesson you would say really stuck with you if there was like a second one because like you said there was probably a ton what would be like the second most sticking in there <laughs> I think the other lesson that I learned I didn't learn until I left policing actually oh, okay. but it's very related to policing um you know to to move up the ranks in policing and in, in any organization uh, it's often valuable for you to know a variety of different things, right? Right. Uh, you know, maybe financial or, or, you know, a little bit of HR or, or building teams or, or whatnot, right? There's all these different aspects involved. Um, and when I was in policing, I sort of went from role to role to role. And, and that was great. And, you know, I obviously did have uh, aspirations of, of getting, getting promoted, um, but it wasn't until I left that I really understood as, you know, as a leader, you need to have a, a, a wide berth of knowledge, right, as well. So, you know, oftentimes in policing or, or other places, we, we might get stuck in doing certain things. And we're like, I just want to stay here and do this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's challenging. It's challenging to grow there as a leader if you don't have a wide variety of experience. So that might be the other one that, that I learned, but it, wasn't, it was after. Yeah, that's a good one to know too. 
Um, you were with the Peel Regional Police for about 15 years. Did I get yeah, that? about four, 14 and a bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, what would you say was like your favorite thing about, you know, being an officer, digital investigator? You know, what was your favorite moment or their memory, like anything that really stands out? I think my favorite memory was was helping people um, and, and especially uh, a lot of the investigations that we did were really challenging uh, ones, as you can probably imagine, you know, especially in the tech crimes unit, we were dealing with you know, homicides and, and uh, you know, child protection cases and, and, and whatnot. And those were really challenging cases. But at the end of the day, if you were able to, you know, save a, a child from being abused or, or, or you know, or worse, um, that was really, really rewarding. Yeah. Right. So it was challenging. It was hard work, um, you know, but, the, you know, the, the, the goals were obviously there. And when we reached those goals, it was a very rewarding career. That's amazing to hear. Now, obviously, you um, have moved on from policing. I would love to hear about your transition out of the police service and, you know, into the private life and, you know, how that process went for you, what challenges maybe you encountered, what you know, things surprised you, anything like that? So I always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Both my parents were entrepreneurs and I, I ran some, you know, companies when I, well, small companies when I was in high school and, cool. and university and some small little businesses here and there. So I always had that mindset. Um, and even when I was in policing, I always had this mindset of, I wanted to maybe go off one day and run my own company. And, you know, funny story, I remember when I left, I, I got together and I was chatting with one of my coach officers. And, you know, he, he actually said to me, he goes, Ryan, what took you so long? You were talking about this 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I was right. So he goes, you've had this in your brain for, for 10 years, wow. um, you know, a, a long, long time ago. So I started um, my my own company when I was in policing, you know, obviously didn't do a lot with it because I couldn't do policing and run another company, but I just sort of started building, you know, the framework of it and, and whatnot and knowing one day that that I would likely likely leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I finally made the decision to, to leave law enforcement, I, I think I was a little hesitant to to you know hang up my flag out there and saying hey i'm now doing this Mm -hmm. uh, because it does take a long time to build up um you know your your experience so i I did jump around a little bit you know did some subcontracting and and worked for another great organization called magnet forensics uh based in waterloo they deal a lot with with law enforcement um so i was still involved in the law enforcement realm a little bit and yeah. talking to law enforcement and going out to conferences and helping law enforcement. So there was still that really strong connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I decided uh, to, to, to make that jump and um, started, you know, continued building my own business, brought another business partner on board. And uh, the two of us ran that company for about uh, for four and a bit years. Cool. And, um, then, you know, RSM came, came knocking and offered us this, this amazing opportunity. And mm-hmm. I've been here now almost, uh, almost three years. So it's been, it's been a, a very, very fun journey. That does sound fun. And the fact that you said that you were creating your own companies while in high school and college, like, dang, like I was just going to band rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> so was I, so was I, I was a band geek as well. Yeah, you so. were too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's really cool though. And it's great that it carried all the way from high school. You didn't lose that passion for, you know, Mm -hmm. creating new things and like, you know, you carried that all the way to past like your policing career. So like, Mm -hmm. that's just, you know, determination right there. And yeah, that's great. One of the the things I really learned uh, from, from leaving policing and then moving into the private realm is the value of, of, of networking with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in policing, I just sort of would go to my office and sit down on my computer and, and, and do my thing and, and, you know, and then get up at the end of the day and, and, and leave. And, you know, I didn't really have a, you know, a strong network. I think I was on LinkedIn and had maybe a hundred connections and that, that was about <laughs> it. I, I wasn't really getting out there and, and networking and talking to people. I was just going and doing my job right. um, and really enjoying it. Um, yeah. But then when I left, and like I said, I was going to, you know, hang up my flag and say, here, I'm, I'm here to do this sort of work. Yeah. It was really challenging, I found, to, to I, I sort of thought, oh, if I set up a website and here we go, people will just, you know, come to me and hire me to do work. <laughs> well, that's not the case, right? You have to actually, you know, bang on a lot of doors and, and shake a lot of trees to get business. So I really uh, found the value of, of networking mm-hmm. and, and getting out there and connecting with people on LinkedIn and talking to people. And that was incredibly valuable. And it's something that I talk to a lot of, of police officers about that are, that are either, you know, about to re- retire from policing and want to continue on, or, you know, they're making that transition, you know, midway through their career. Uh, I get reached out to a, a fair amount uh, from, from law enforcement, uh, basically across North America, um, and saying, Hey, I saw you made this transition. Can, can we talk? I'm like, absolutely we That's can. Awesome. And there's, there's two things I, I always talk to them about, you know, one is this networking, right. Uh, getting connected to other people and groups and whatnot. And the other thing that, that I find, um, hard, and it's funny, I read an article, somebody else posted an article on LinkedIn about this just yesterday. And I I like the article and they were talking about the mentality um, that a lot of law enforcement officers have about, I only know how to be a cop. That's all I know how to do. I just know how to, you know, arrest bad guys or or whatever it is that that you do. And that is so far uh, from, from the truth. And I had that mentality as well. When I left law enforcement, I went off and did my first role as, as a subcontractor doing digital forensics. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, my, my manager at the time was like, Ryan, we're so happy you're here. You bring so much to the table as a law enforcement officer. And I was like, what, what, what do I bring to the table? Right. I just, <laughs> I was just a cop that did stuff. Yeah. And, and he goes, no, no, no. Like project management and leadership skills and, and dealing with challenging clients and, yeah. and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, making technical issues uh, easier to understand for clients because of my test days of testifying in court and having to explain things to a jury and a judge. And, and he started to explain that to me. And I was like, yeah, I guess I do have those skills. (laughs) Right. So a lot of law enforcement people really have a a, a bit of a narrow mindset and don't think that they have a lot to provide and they really do. Um, So if they're transitioning out, um, you know, just, just think about the broader skill set that you actually have. Yeah, for sure. And you have mentioned to me that you're an advocate for everyone finding their true passion, regardless mm-hmm. of wherever they work. And, yeah. you know, do you want to just tell me a bit about that? Cause I know, I, I assume that where you are now, it, like your time as a police officer, it led to your passion and, you know, being an RSM, like, do you want to tell me a mm-hmm. little bit about that? 
Yeah, so I, I mentor a lot of people. I've been I've been mentoring uh, you know, at, at university, my old university alma mater at, at U of T since 2003. Oh, wow. And, and uh, some people at RSM and people from, I, I belong to the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, do some mentoring there. Awesome. And, and one thing, especially, you know, younger students or, or others, I, I put them through a, a bit of, um, you know, a, a lesson. And, and what I do is they, they come to me and say, hey, Ryan, I want to come and work in cyber, let's say cybersecurity. Yeah. And I say, well, that's kind of like saying I want to go work in the banks, Okay, well, what, what do you want to do in the bank, right? right. Do you want to be a, a teller? Do you want to be in marketing? Do you want to be in HR? Do you want to be in training? Like, let's let's narrow that down a little yeah. bit. So I pull up a map of, of cybersecurity jobs, cool. and there's a whole bunch of them out there, right? There's, there's these little diagrams you can get. And I say to them, okay, take a look at this. And, and they get really sort of overwhelmed. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I want. And I say, okay, that's perfect that you don't know what you want. Let's do this, this little scenario here. I want you to go and think of a higher level passion. So when somebody says to me, do what you're passionate about, um, to me, that's not a job, right? It's yeah. not, I'm passionate about being a developer or I'm passionate about doing you know, penetration testing for, for cybersecurity <laughs> or an ethical hacker or, or something. It's not the job itself. Yeah. What is the higher theme? And, you know, my theme and what I've looked at over my entire career from, you know, Child Find Ontario, helping finding missing kids to being a police officer to running my own business, helping people to at RSM now helping people, yeah. it's helping people, Yeah. right? So I enjoy helping people and I enjoy being creative. Those are the two themes that are for me. So I asked one of my, my mentees who I'm still mentoring, I said, what's your overall theme? Mm -hmm. And she went back and she thought about it. And the next mentoring session, she said, I think my overall theme is exploring. And I said, oh, that's a great one. Let's dive into that. What do you mean? And she goes, well, you know, exploring the world and also exploring new concepts and new things. Cool. And I said, fantastic. So let's take that higher level theme and apply that theme to that, you know, uh, list of cybersecurity, you know, roles that you can have. And I said, okay, well, this one over here, probably not a lot of travel. <laughs> you know, probably not this one, probably not this one. And what we were able to do is narrow down that list of probably 50 jobs mm -hmm. to maybe five or 10 that really fill her nice. overall theme. Nice. And then I said, okay, well, now what you want to do is I want to introduce you to people that work in each one of those roles so you can get a little bit more of an understanding about those roles. Mm -hmm. And she was able to narrow it down to about two or three. That's incredible. Well, that's a lot better than 50. Oh, right. Much better. <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing about having that overall theme is if you move to another role, similar to what I've done, as long as that theme is fulfilled, then to me, you're filling, you're fulfilling your passion, no matter what job you do. Yeah. So it's, it's having that higher level. Yeah. That is, I've never thought about it that way. No one's there ever like go. put it to me and like, think of it as like a, a greater theme and then break it down from there. That's, that's amazing. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> You've just helped me. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad I could help. Um, when people are coming to you and they're thinking of switching positions, whether it's from police officer to private sector or someone, you know, just wanting to say, become in uh, cybersecurity and find a role there. Um, what would be like one piece of advice besides the networking and, 
you know, the, what you usually tell people transitioning out of um, law enforcement, like if you had like one piece of advice that would help a lot of people, what would it be? I think it's looking at that broader skill set. Um, like I mentioned, a, a lot of police officers reach out to me and, or, or they've already transitioned out and they're looking for a role mm -hmm. and they send me their CV okay. and it's very focused on what they did at, in the policing role, right. which is, which is sometimes challenging to, you know, relate that to the private realm. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a, uh, street crime officer and I, you know, did a whole bunch of drug arrests. Right. Okay. Uh, how is that going to help me in, in the private realm? Right. That's a challenging one to see on somebody's CV, but if you right. can look at what you did there, okay. I was able to do large scale case management of complex investigations. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. That's really a valuable to what we're doing now. <laughs> so again, sort of take what you've done and look at the broader aspect of it, just rather than the small little actual thing that you were doing, right? There's, there's a, there's a higher level of, of, of what you did there and your experience. So I, I would say, you know, when you look at your CV and you're looking to transition out, try to remove some of the, 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 you know, the actual things you did and put those higher level themes in there. Yeah. I like that. Like, don't just look at like, these are the tasks you did look at like yes. it from a broader spectrum and, you know, really break it down. Cause you have learned all of these skills through your time on the force and, you know, you want to showcase those. That's great. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about today that you think it would be important for people who are in law enforcement right now, people who have transitioned out? Is there anything else that you would want to mention before we end today? Um, I think it's, it's just um, open yourself up to, to, like I said before, uh, of, of moving around. If you decide you want to stay at law enforcement your entire career, that's great. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And open yourself up to moving around the organization, which I wasn't at the time. Um, I wanted to stay in, in technology crimes. Right. Uh, I went off and did my, my master's in, 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 in digital forensics management and running a digital forensic lab, yeah. which, which really um, you know, narrowed my focus a little bit of the police. Mm -hmm. But I left the police because I followed you know, my passion of doing the work mm -hmm. rather than the job. I wanted to continue doing those digital forensic investigations mm -hmm. and not go elsewhere. But if you, if you do decide to stay within the police, you're going to have to open up that mindset of, Hey, this really isn't what I'm passionate about, but it's going to teach me some, some amazing skills. You know, yeah. you might not see it right now, but you will learn in every place you go to and enjoy the journey right? Because it, it is a journey a little bit. And, and uh, I, I learned this from, from another friend who is still a police officer. He sort of looked at his career and he's going to be a, a, a lifer, I think. Yeah. Um, he looked at his career in like blocks of five-year times, oh. right? Which is, which is kind of interesting. So he was thinking okay. to himself, okay, if I want to do a 30-year career, I basically, you know, like, you know, five, six, maybe seven, depending on the timeframes of each, of each role that he gets. That's what I'm looking at here. So it's, it's, you know, maybe five, six jumps that I'm going to be going through. And when you break it down by that, it's really not a lot Yeah. when you, when you think about it. Right. So, um, yeah. if, if you're doing six things and policing is such a cool environment to do something completely different than what you were doing yeah. before. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of other organizations don't have that. Um, like I can't, 
you know, really leave what I'm doing now, stay at RSM and maybe go off and do something completely different in the organization. That would be yeah. challenging, <laughs> but in policing, you can, yeah. you can be working an investigation one day and be off teaching at the police college the next. Yeah. Right. So enjoy that opportunity and really learn from it. Um, and that will carry you on if you do decide to, uh, to, to move from policing to the private realm. Yeah. And I, I think that ties back to what you said earlier, but like you created your own path and you also learned that, you know, once you get into a new position, plan out where you want to go next. Mm-hmm. And for those who want to be in the police service for, for life, um, I think that would be really smart, you know, plan out where you want to go, plan out what you want to try out and what you want to learn and always remember what you're learning in the position that you have. Like, I think that's great. Like, mm-hmm. All ties together so nicely. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. There's an overall theme to our talk. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing this with me and also the law enforcement members who might be listening as well. I'm sure this is actually going to help them a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised if you have more people reaching out to you after this with questions. Um, To our listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Blue Line, the podcast. Be sure to check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay up to date on all your Canadian policing news at blueline.ca. Thank you again to our listeners. And thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. Thank you for joining Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement. 